Thanks for joining us on Sandful Radio, Zach Milbank here, and with me today is the coach of the Torrens University SA Under-18 team, it's Tony Bamford. Bangers, how are you? Good morning, Zach. I'm well, thanks. Excellent. Uh, great to have you on board. Obviously, it's an exciting time of year for not only uh, the current crop of potential AFL draftees, but even next year's, which is what we're going to talk about primarily today. We'll uh, no doubt catch up with you in the next few days in regards to the AFL draft and who uh, some of the South Aussies are that are likely to get taken on Wednesday, December 9. But for today, we're going to talk through the new Torrens University Sanford State Talent Hub, which, of course, is uh, a bit of a new institution for 2021. Bangers, just walk us through what's changed and why. Okay, so uh, well, this time last year, we were getting ready um, to roll out the NAB AFL uh, Talent Hub, which was a national-level program, um, that was introduced back at the end of 2018. Um, the, that program was a national program. There was a hub in Western Australia, hub in South Australia, um, two hubs in Victoria, one in country, one in metro, and then the Allies had their hub as well. So that program, unfortunately, um, has been removed because of the whole COVID situation and the funding, um, reductions in funding um, due to, the, I guess, what's happened with the AFL this mm. year and, uh, and all of their um, um, expenditure and budget changes because of COVID. So yeah. that's effectively meant that the states have had to go back to um, their own um, mm-hmm. state talent pathways um, that we used to run prior to the national program. So back in the day, we would run a really successful program called the SA Under-18 State Academy, yep. um, which was effectively 45 to 50 um, under 18 with a couple of under 17 players in December camp um, and then a two-week program in February which would then allow us to get an early look at the under 18 state players mm-hmm. over the over the pre-season and um, give the AFL clubs an early look at a game in February and then we would let, that would lead into the uh, the AFL under 18 national championships which are, which were in June and July yeah yeah we've had to change our approach to a little bit differently now because the AFL have um, lifted the age of the national champs. It wasn't mm. 16s, it's now an under-17s. It wasn't 18s, it's now an under-19s. So mm. um, that brings with it, uh, I guess, a bit of a ripple effect to the states because our pathways are designed for 16s and 18s programs. We've now had to rearrange what and reprioritise what we do at certain age levels. So mm-hmm. um, Brent Phillips and I were talking probably a month ago about how we would um, introduce our next lot of talented players into the pathway yep. um, given that we're exiting some players as we speak with the draft and, and whatnot, we were also entering new new players in so we didn't see any need to have just a pure under 18 state academy because there is no under 18 state team next year, it's yeah. actually, actually an under 19 state team, there will be a few uh, probably, we, we expect somewhere around oh, maybe 6 to 10 or maybe 6 to 12 under 18s playing in that under-19 state team, but mm-hmm. there's just no, there's just no need for us to have 40 under-18s in one squad at this yeah. time of the year. So I suggested, and, and, and Sticks thought it was a good idea, to include our, our top-level under-17s, mm. um, who who uh, will obviously lead into an under-17 nationals next year. So we have two age groups. We'll have uh, basically half of them will be under-18, and the rest yep. of them will be under-17. So instead of calling it under-18, 
State Academy. We're going to re- re-budget the talent hub and we'll prepare two lots of players for um, the 17s and the 19 teams next year. Terrific. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of that rolls out with the new age groups on a national scale. And fingers crossed um, we uh, get a good run with COVID and we can see some national champs being played next year for the boys concerned. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, two camps, uh, one starting uh, pretty soon, in fact, Monday, December 7, um, based uh, primarily at Feby Oval. And then a secondary one will be held um, towards the back end of the school holidays in January next year, um, also at Feby Oval. Um, just give us a bit of a brief rundown as to what will be involved in uh, some of those camps, just a, a broad overview, Bangers. Yeah, no worries. So both of those camps uh, will be held at our talent hub at February and Oval, which is a fantastic surface for us to train on um, and uh, bring the players in to a central location. There won't be any... Um, overnight stays, which is mm-hmm. obviously due to the reduction in, in the costs, and we have to we have to bring our costs down a little bit. Mm. Um, but the players uh, will be able to come in at eight thirty, and they'll be with us all day, and yep. they'll we'll, we'll kick them out the door <laughs> at about at about four o'clock, um, yep. and they'll do the same thing um, Monday, Tuesday. We'll give them Wednesday off to recover, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll hit them hard again on Thursday and Friday. That'll happen the same format in both. Yeah. In both of those camps during the school holidays, it works in quite well because the boys have finished school at, at that stage, and mm-hmm. um, it basically gives them um, an idea of what would normally happen in, a, in if we were to do the AFL hub camps in the in the past, where we have them all day. So, sure. But on that, we sort of we'll, we'll split them into two categories: an on-field component and an off-field component. Mm-hmm. The on-field components, you know, pretty. Um, pretty self-explanatory. We'll certainly focus a lot on skill fundamental training, um, introducing them to some um, some decision-making drills and, and game sense scenarios and games where we'll get a chance to see who can make a good decision under a mm-hmm. bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll do a, a fair bit of uh, conditioning training as well, given it's their, you know, it's their pre- pre-season um, phase, so we need to get them fit as well as improve their football skills. Yep. Off-field, we will uh, we'll focus on some really key um, pathway education for athletes that we have done in past years, and and that can include things like social media awareness and, and some of the pitfalls around um, how you need to manage your profile online. Yep. Um, we'll talk to them, obviously, about goal setting. It's a really good time of the year to, to introduce that. We have a, a, a lady coming in, um, uh, Jackie Sandland, who's she works for Rise Performance Consulting. She's going to okay. give the the players an introduction to sports psych and how that can impact mm. their performance um, in an, in a positive way. Yeah. We'll also do a little bit on public speaking. Um, not many teenage boys that age are keen to get up <laughs> and, and talk about themselves, but they're going to have to do that at some stage. Mm. Um, and then we'll do a little bit of team building activities as well. So it'll be a there'll be an off field component, which is mm. just as significant as what we do on field. Excellent. Um, look forward to uh, seeing how the boys handle that uh, public speaking on a whim. It's always interesting and good fun for them to get out of their comfort zone. Uh, the, let's have a look at some of the boys in the under-18 squad, I guess, firstly. Um, obviously, some familiar names there. We've all, all seen that Jason Horns played some league footy already and uh, Jace Burgoyne very much on the radar of the Port Adelaide Football Club as a father-son prospect. Yeah, we have, um, well, the, when we had our um, NAB AFL hub last year, we had um, 
some bottom age players as a part of that, and those guys have carried on into mm. this into this program. That's Isaiah Dudley from from um, Central Districts, yeah. Lewis Lewis Racing from Glenelg Football Club, and we have uh, Cooper Murley from Norwood Football Club, and then then obviously the three South Adelaide boys: Jason Horn, Matt Roberts, and Arlo Draper. So those those six guys are going to be really good for me as a coach and for yeah. the, this new new group of players because they would have been through a fair bit of this um, athlete education and training stuff that we did with them last year. So they'll be able to act as mentors and leaders within this group of, um, of players, which would be a really mm. good experience for them. Yeah. As you said, Jace Burgoyne's had an exceptional year, yeah. uh, winning the best and fairest at the Eagles as a bottom age player. Mm. He's, um, I'm really excited about what Jace is going to be able to bring to our program. Um, another kid that I, I really like watching play this year from, from Sturt called Will Spain. He's mm-hmm. a, Bit of a smaller version of um, Tom Powell okay. inside mid can win the ball inside and outside. Yeah, um, really excited again by a uh, another young Indigenous lad called Blaine O'Loughlin yeah, he's from a North Adelaide. He's a really really good player to watch. He's a beautiful kick. Yeah, plays as a small defender, um, wins his one on ones and sets up offense really really well. So I'm excited by by uh, seeing Blaine in this group at this level. Mm. Um, and then I'm it's really good that we've got a really some really good tools in this group as well. Yep. A guy called Cody Gilchrist from South, um, out at uh, Central Districts. Mm-hmm. He's about 198, um, plays key forward and does some ruck work as well, and he's uh, got a, a bit of a natural aggression streak, aggressive streak in him as well, which I okay. quite like. Yep. Um, so I'm excited by those, some under those uh, under, under 18s next year. I think we'll have a, a really good group to pick from. Yeah, most definitely. And then uh, you've got uh, someone like a Matty Roberts who will basically be like a physically uh, mature man running around out there. And uh, and Morgan Ferrers is someone from Sturt who I really like his clean hands uh, with his overhead marking. Yeah, well, both those guys showed at this uh, this year at under 18 level that they're, you know, um, really, really talented players. Mm. Matty playing as a, as a mid-forward. Matty will be still at school next year at oh, uh, wow. Peters College. So. Yeah. Um, he'll have to balance his workload between uh, South Adelaide um, State Program and obviously St Peter's as well, which he'll, he'll manage mm. to do that, okay? And Morgan, as you said before, Morgan was the best key forward in the under-18 competition for the first month of the year. Kicked a yep. couple of bags of goals. I remember watching him one day. Um, I think he kicked six or seven goals. He looked unstoppable as a key forward. Mm. So, yeah, he's a, he's a really exciting, exciting for, uh, key forward as well. Uh, some of the under-17s who we don't know anywhere near as much about, but to someone who caught my eye in the recent um, NAB uh, All-Stars match, uh, the Futures game, was Isaac Keeler at North Adelaide. Jeez, he's got some athletic traits about him and uh, can handle the ball for someone who's pretty tall. How tall actually is he at the moment, Bangers? Um, Isaac is about 196. Yeah, jeez. Um, where is my list here? I've got my list here, Isaac. He plays yeah, a lot. Yeah, one nine six. He's a mm. he's a exciting, uh, exciting talent. He's got really good mobility and agility mm. for a tall. Um, he's probably not tall enough to be an out and out ruckman at the moment, but he seems to compete really well in there, and he actually gets a lot of clearances from centre square bounce. Yeah. Uh, but he's a he's a key forward as well. So um, yeah, no, he he's got some ability and. Um, we'll be looking forward to seeing him attack the under-18 season next year at North Adelaide. This age group, these these boys, the ones that are born in 2004, mm-hmm. um, these are the boys, if you look at our, how COVID's impacted the talent pathway for more levels, this, this age group's 
um, been affected the most, okay. in my opinion, because these guys uh, only got to play two games at under-16 level this year. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the season stopped, and by the time the season started again, the 16s program had finished, so we, we didn't have the opportunity to continue that program on, so their season was cut short. Mm. So effectively, they lost a whole chunk of development there, and mm. they were obviously... Um, there was no under-16 national championship program as well. So, um, yeah, these are the guys that uh, are probably the stiffest of everyone during yeah. COVID. So another reason why I really wanted to get um, these better players involved in the state program now. Uh, terrific. It'll work out really nicely for all concerned, I think. Uh, Bangers, thanks you very much for your time on Sample Radio. We do appreciate that and, uh, yeah, really appreciate you walking us through all of those changes which has resulted in the establishment of the Torrens University Sample State Talent Hub for 2021. Um, look forward to chatting with you in the next few days uh, about all things AFL Draft. Yeah, no worries, Zach. And just a big thank you to all, the, uh, all of our eight clubs and their development managers and talent managers and coaches who have been... Mm really forthcoming and, and, um, and honest in their player evaluations. It's made our selection process a lot easier.